Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in lovely, gorgeous Seattle. Um, we've got some fog, which is kind of fun to watch it when you're driving in. It's pretty cool. It's like creeping on the roads and in the trees. It's just stunning. And I, I do mention the weather, um, which people always think it rains here in Seattle. But, uh, you know, global warming is actually kind to the northwest, at least for um, Washington and Oregon, California, not so much. But it's raining there now, so that's really good. It's a scene setter for, for anywhere, <laughs> and, and we wish them well. We, we don't want them to float ev- away. Oh, no. Def- right, right. Yeah, that's true. We don't <laughs> right. want them to float away. Float that's away, right. true. Um, but I always mention the weather because it's a way for us to become present. When you mm-hmm. look out the window, whether it's nighttime or morning, whether you're in winter or you're um, emerging fall or I mean spring because that's what's really going on around the world um, we want you to look up the window and just get present because that will help you to move forward in the show and take the information in at a deeper level and allow yourself to be in a different energy system for the rest of your day and hopefully the rest of your week your month your life which would be lovely I just want to put a shout out to Portland Oregon I had a wonderful time at own base teaching um, a weekend two-day course on vibration and frequency really really fun and I had the pleasure of being a guest on AM Northwest, Portland's morning television. It was so much fun. Awesome. Got to talk about chakras and energy, and it was just really lovely. They were very kind and fun, and um, I'm definitely going to have to do my hair more professionally oh. before I go on TV <laughs> You didn't again. go back and look, did you? Of course. <laughs> of course I looked at the interview. Of course. I'm like, eh. I have to have more professional hair before I go in my next television segment. You know what's kind of funny? It's good right. brought up a good story because back in college I did some TV work and really? then I realized, yeah, radio is better for me because um, I have a pretty face for radio. And You're a very handsome well, thank man. You. Come I appreciate on, it. Vinny. Well, I appreciate it. But anyways, I went through like four or five different hairstyles really? during my <laughs> TV work. It's hilarious. I mean, I actually have still have the tapes. Oh, wow. And I showed my boys actually last month and they're like, Dad's on TV. And then oh, that's like, so cute. And I, you know, I used to wear glasses and all that and I don't have them anymore so they're like, wait a minute, and I didn't have a beer, and I do now. You know, and it's just funny because they're like, they think it's me, but then they hear me, and then they look up, and they're like, <laughs> like who I, I, is that? Exactly. But I couldn't, ugh, I'm never going to do the hair changes. Well, I don't have much hair left. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so if you get a chance, you can go to KKNW's um, website. It's it, the uh, link to the show is mm-hmm. there, the segment, or my website, energyintuitive.com, or you can go to AM Northwest and click on their um, shows that were from the past, and it, they upload all their segments on video, which is really cool. And it was so much fun. They did a great job with their segments. It was very inspiring. Right on. Glad you had a good time. And I I'm did. back, too. Thank you. I was gone yeah. last week. So I had a little staycation. It was oh, good, yeah, that's good what we heard. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm so glad you went. And it was nice weather, too, for most of it. it was, I lucked out. Yeah. I did. Just did a lot of the park things, you know. Oh, like, fun. Oh, man, we went to, like, five or six different new parks in the neighborhoods and just fun. got the boys out and enjoyed Aww. life. Aww. Had to take a little separation. You know, I love so. it. I love it. I love it. So today we're talking about um, a fabulous book written by uh, Julia Shopik. Um, she is the author of Honest Medicine, 
More than 100,000 people worldwide have read this book. So I'm, I'm surprised we haven't had you on the show yet, Julia. Um, so <laughs> at any rate, Julia Shopek is the creator of the award-winning blog HonestMedicine.com. You definitely want to go to that spot. And has been a published writer and public relations consultant for more than 20 years. When her husband, Tim Fisher, became ill in 1990 with a cancerous brain tumor, Julia began his medical advocate. She became his medical advocate and began writing on topics relating to health and medicine. Her articles and columns were published in American Medical News, Advance, Search and Alternative, and Complementary Therapies. Her work and essays have been featured in the British Medical Journal, which is no easy feat, by the way. The British are a lot more stern on what they publish about medicine than we are, Modern Maturity and Chicago Sun-Times. Her mission is to use her writing and public relations skills to inform the world about little-known but promising treatments via her website, her presentations, and this book, and to empower people into their health care choices. Welcome to the show, Julia. Oh, <clears throat> thank you so, so much, Marie. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, well, we, we just love having you here. You, you know, the Northwest is... We're very blessed to have many, 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 many holistic practitioners. In fact, Seattle is considered um, the biggest city for uh, for uh, acupuncturists. You know, so it's kind of com- competitive for them actually in the country. And we have one of the most leading universities in natural medicine, Bastyr University, right here in our backyard. So, and, and speaking of that, yes. I believe now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that both states. Uh, licensed naturopaths? Is that yeah, true? I know absolutely. it's Portland. Right. So there currently, or at least I haven't checked recently, but there used to only be 16 states in the U.S. that licensed naturopathic doctors, and yes, Washington State, and it's even covered by our insurance. Yep. Isn't so, that wonderful? Yes. It's, it's wonderful that those 16, Yes. But, uh, that leaves a lot that don't cover it, so that's too bad. It is too bad. But what I love is that you wrote about MDs who have been, you know, stepping out on the leading edge of thought, which is you know, what I think most Americans believe until they read your book <laughs> is that doctors are already naturally like that, curious, innovative, pioneers towards doing the best possible care for their patients. I think that most people think that about physicians. Would you agree? I think that a lot of people do think that. And, uh, you know, I was brought up with a dad who was a doctor mm. and made me know early on that that wasn't the case because wow. not that he wasn't curious he was but he told me terrible things about his fellow doctors and how they just you know were doing things for money only and all of that so i but i do think you're right that most people believe that their doctors are curious and as dr bert bergson points out in my book in honest medicine doctors are trained and not educated and no most of them are not curious but yes Thank goodness I found some who were. I, I know. I just love what Dr. Berkson wrote in your book, what you published about him, because um, he, he made it so that you could really personalize and look at through the eyes of physician, you know, while he was in medical school. I think he went twice, correct? Is, no, well, what happened was, yeah. was so interesting, Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, he first got a Ph.D., and uh, and he, he thought that when he went to med school, the experience would be similar. When he was in grad school getting his Ph.D., his hand would go up all the time, questions, and he would even disagree with his teachers, and the teachers would say, great, that leads, you know, disagreement leads to to knowledge, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he thought, naively, that when he would go to med school, it would be the same, and he could be just as curious. Not true. The first few days when he was in med school, he did the same thing as he did, you know, in graduate school. 
raised his hand, brought up new ideas. He was taken aside by one of the professors who said, you better stop doing that because you had better know that what your job is is to memorize the facts that we give you and spit them back on the test. If you keep doing what you're doing, asking questions and being what they called argumentative, which he was not being, you will be thrown out of med school. So he got a quick awakening that this wasn't the case. Right, and he only stayed in med school, I think, for part of that first term. And then he went back. Right. Years yeah. later, when he had a, an interesting medical system um, situation with his own family. Yes, he did. He had a situation where, uh, I believe what you're referring to is with his wife. Yeah, her pregnancy. She had multiple miscarriages, and doctors really weren't helping, you know, at all. And they were blaming her. At least that was my perception when I was reading it. Well, not only, you're absolutely correct. And nobody has brought this up. I've been on over 100 radio shows, <laughs> as you probably know. And I love it. I'll, I'll be glad to come back. Oh, you know? I, well, I will definitely have you back. I think you're fabulous. But th- thank you. But mm-hmm. this experience, what happened was even worse. The right. doctors, of course, kept blaming the woman. You know, go. Get, I believe the the quote was to to Dr. Bergson, "Go get her pregnant again, and yeah. hopefully this time she won't lose the baby." Well, Dr. Bergson couldn't do that. I mean, you know, he he said I had to do some research, so he did, and he found a procedure. I believe it was done in India, where where the yes. doctor was saving people like his wife Anne from having miscarriages, and he brought the information to the doctor. I believe the doctor threw it out, he threw did. it in the wastebasket. Yeah. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. No. And Mm-mm. said to him, I am the doctor. You are not. So don't tell me what to do. So Dr. Berkson did find a doctor who did this procedure, and his wife, Anne, did get pregnant. As a matter of fact, she got pregnant twice, you right. know, and had two, two children. Right. Um, and one of whom, by the way, Arthur, is now working with Dr. Berkson. Oh. Well, I know. Isn't that a, a good story? I love that story. I absolutely love it. And, and what's interesting is this procedure is now used, you know, throughout the country. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what? Yeah. This is the thing yeah. that doctors, we hope, will be curious. And, and, you know, at the time that Dr. Berkson was giving that information to the doctor, he was not yet an MD. And right. this is a point that, that still sticks in my craw. You know, that that we want to have it that if a patient finds information, you know, that the, that could help the doctor. You know, the, the patient is not trying to be difficult, but brings good information to the doctor. The doctor, hopefully, will be open to learning something from a patient. And that hasn't quite happened. It has not. I wish it would. No, yeah. I, I remember when I was an oncology nurse, which, which you know, we spoke briefly um, off air before we went live, which was very bizarre for my family because you know, I have a pharmacy of supplements. I've been taking them my entire life. Um, my my mother still hasn't seen an MD in decades. Um, we saw Chinese herbal medicine doctors when I was growing up, and a chiropractor was actually our family care provider. So you know, so conventional medicine was something my family said. Stay away from it. Listen to your body. Take supplements. Eat organic food. Don't listen to doctors. So I was so surprised when I first experienced medicine when I was pregnant with my first child in a hospital getting a blood draw because I was living in a small town at the time that I just was in joy. And so there are beautiful things about medicine like critical care, which you talk about in your book, aspects of cardiology, you know, emergency medicine. Those things are fabulous and surgeries and we're grateful for and and many other, you know, aspects of it. But when it comes overall, 
Um, a lot of times um, in that training of medicine, physicians, first of all, are not taught to listen to their patients, which is key because everyone's unique and different. It's not one size fits all, even though medicine tries to dictate it that way. Yeah. Uh, people are unique and different, and people actually do know what's going to help them. If they're presented with enough options, an individual, if they learn to listen to their body, will gravitate towards the cure that will be most effective for them. And that's what naturopathic, holistic doctors, you know, do is they listen to their patients. You know, you bring up a wonderful point because my dad, who died many years ago, um, he used to say, and as I said, he he was a general practitioner, he used to say, listen carefully to your patient and ask all the right questions, but listen to the answers and your patient will tell you what's wrong. And then he would say, all these damn tests, and and there weren't that many tests when he was practicing. (laughs) He says, doctors are doing too many tests. I wonder what he would say today. (laughs) Oh, well, blessings to your father who's on the other side and who taught his daughter very, 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 very well. And um, Dr. Berkson, who is, of course, talked about a lot, as a few other physicians are in your book as well. Um, I've heard of him before, obviously, because of, you know, working in oncology. He's helped many, many cancer patients around the world. Who, yes. who even, I think sometimes what's challenging is when a patient gets something as strong as chemotherapy in their body and it's not working, which is most of the time for a lot of patients. And we're grateful for all the times it does work, you know, just beautifully grateful. Um, and so a lot of the patients he gets, they're not people who go to him first, which is quite remarkable that he's able to help people whose body has been ravaged by chemicals that break down the immune system even further. So obviously the treatments that he uses are quite great, and one of the things you talk about um, is how they're so much more affordable than what's on the market today that's available to us in conventional medicine. And unfortunately, insurance, guess which insurance pays for? Oh, I know, the 5,000 markup (laughs) chemotherapy. I know. So people don't realize how expensive chemotherapy and all these other drugs, you know, especially for things like autoimmune diseases. Oh, my God. These treatments are so expensive. And as you mentioned with chemotherapy, so toxic. Very toxic, yeah. And it's it's a shame. And integrative to me is the way to go. But we're a long way from that, you know, where we use whatever works, whether it's alternative or conventional. But we are so far away from that. We are. I think what will make a difference, and that's why a book like yours is just, and your words and your wisdom and your own experiences, which we'll be talking about, um, are so empowering for other individuals because it can help people to be advocates for themselves. And ultimately, what's going to make the change, not the physicians, it won't be that that we have this radical change in medical school, it'll be the patients and what they're asking for and what they decide that is in their best interest for their health, that's what's going to eventually change medicine. You know, you you bring up a big point that I that I always make, and that is people have always said to me, you know, I love uh, speaking. And as a matter of fact, if you go to my website, honestmedicine.com, and click on speaking, you can hear me at, in one of the talks that I gave in Los Angeles to the Cancer Control Society. Wow. But uh, people are always saying, oh, you should speak to doctors. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think so. Doctors, as I mentioned before, are not very open to hearing from a layperson. What I want to do is to speak, and either by Skype or in person, to patients, to people who really, I think, can change the medical system. And I even do coaching for people, how to present information to your doctor about a treatment he or she does not know about, 
like some of the treatments in my book because patients, we have to put some of the blame on patients. They'll come in to their doctor and say, you know, doctor, I just learned about a treatment from the internet. No, 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 no. Don't say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things I'm noticing in my own practice, because I have a private practice doing energy medicine, right? and probably 60% of my clients are extremely ill. 40% don't have, you know, serious or even challenging health issues. And a lot of my patients who are clients that have been diagnosed with um, cancer are having different conversations with their oncologists these days. They know, like, no, I don't want to do that. And Yes, m- many of them will have a fight with their oncologist, but now I'm noticing like maybe 50% of those people who are being more assertive about their care, their oncologist is going, okay, so you don't want to do that. Okay, I've given you all your options. I'm going to support you in the choices that you're making, and we'll just keep an eye on you and see how it's going. So the, I think a trend is beginning to open up where people are choosing less radical treatments and working on how can I build my immune system. And that's wonderful. It is and, wonderful. Uh, you are in the area that's in the forefront of that. I know. I know we're you very know, I'm in Chicago, in the Chicago area where you I have love the AMA Chicago. And it's, it's quite con- I'm sorry, what did you say? I said I love Chicago. I love the city. It's a, People are so friendly in that yes. area. They're so nice and funny. So, you know, you weren't planning to write a book on honest no. medicine or study conventional or holistic remedies. This was not your plan until your husband became ill with a brain tumor. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, from what I told you about my dad, uh, you know, telling me all the horrible things about medicine, I stayed away (laughs) as much as I could. And when I did have to go to doctors, you know, obviously I got good care because my dad carefully picked the doctors I would go to, and he was very fussy. I bet. you're absolutely right. It was in 1990 when my husband, who was 40 at the time, was diagnosed with a cancerous brain tumor. Was it blastoma? Was it a blastoma? It was the grade below a glioblastoma, okay. which okay. is an astrocytoma grade three. A glioblastoma is a grade four astrocytoma. So, but his, but his uh, astrocytoma three, I believe the uh, the prognosis for that is eighteen months to three years. Right. You know, and he outlived his prognosis by twelve. He lived fifteen years. It's amazing, amazing that you know that he outlived the the prognosis. It's just so fascinating. I'm so happy for both of you that you got to spend all that time together. Yes, it and, was very special time. Uh, and what bothered me was, you know, I won't go through, You can, everyone can read about it in my book, In Honest right. Medicine, it said how at first I was not researching. We were so terrified of the diagnosis. And remember, my dad was no longer alive to say, you know, calm down, Jules, you know. <laughs> so we just were in lockstep with what the doctor said to do. We did the surgery. Of course, his tumor was the size of an orange. You can't get away from doing surgery. Right, yeah. That. And surgery is amazing. It can do yeah. miraculous yeah. things, yeah. But after about three years, I began to notice that he was getting every side effect, every complication from the treatment not from the tumor, because right. remember, the tumor had been taken out. Right. And he got a radiation-caused stroke at wow. the age of 41. He wow. had a stroke caused by radiation to the brain. Mm-hmm. He had hydrocephalus, which wow. is water on the brain. They right. had to put, put in a shunt, a shunt yeah. and take out the shunt and put it in again. Oh, it was, it was a mess. And uh, I realized finally, after about three years, that I had to do some research, and I did. And I found a nutritionist whose area was cancer, and he began to, she, she cleaned up his diet, 
put him on a lot of supplements, and he began to do beautifully, and he felt great. Wow. And what I noticed was that the doctors were not at all interested in anything we were doing. They were perfectly happy to say that he was their miracle patient. So I don't mean to say that they didn't notice. They did notice, but they did not want to hear about anything we were doing. Right. They wanted to. I, this is all I can assume. I'm sorry if I'm if I'm if I'm. You're doing fantastic. Here. No, 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 no. I completely understand. Yes. But I think they wanted to think that it was what they were doing that was, yeah. and, and it was. You know, it was a combination. But in any case, in 2001, he his tumor recurred, and I want to stress that usually these tumors are virulent. They are aggressive. They come back way before 10, 11 years. But his waited that long, I think, because of the, of the treatments we were doing. And at that point, his suture line would not heal. Of course, in retrospect, it would not heal because of the radiation to the brain. You know, in, right. in 10, 10, 10 years earlier, radiation makes the skin very fragile, and that does not improve. No, it does not. Mm-mm. It does not, as you know, as an oncologist. Yeah, doctor. a lot of wound care in the hospital was we would have wound care specialists. I've never heard of that. I recall of of the silver silver lawn. Silver, silver lawn. lawn. It's by it's it's made by a small company, mm-hmm. and that's probably why you had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how hospitals just go for you know usually don't use a small company. But in any case, he had my husband Tim had the the skin kept breaking and kept wearing down, and the doctors kept doing the only thing they knew how to do, which was more surgery, to try to get two pieces of skin that would heal. And wow. with each surgery, my husband got sicker and sicker, more brain injured, till at the end of the eight additional surgeries, he was bed-bound, incontinent. He was almost paralyzed, where he had walked into the surgery in, you know, in 2001 telling jokes. Now he just was, you know, he, he was he was severely disabled. And at that point, talking on behalf of a PR client of mine about, uh, for a, a client's uh, a PR release, I heard about something called Silverlon. And S-I-L-V-E-R-L-O-N, it's pieces of material impregnated with silver ions, FDA approved for all non-healing wounds, put it on his skin. It's a long story that it's told in my book about how I got the doctor to agree to let me put this on his skin, uh, that's very hard to do, to bring something into a hospital. As you know, Marie, they right. don't like you to bring something in. No. His skin just started to heal overnight. Wow. I was wow. so excited. I put material together for the doctors to read about Silver Lawn because, you know, this is a, a more common problem than people realize right. with brain tumors especially right. well, if the person's been radiated. Right, and lots of wounds, you know, from people who have ulcers in their legs and, and poor, you know, vein perfusion, just all kinds of wound care that is, is, you know, is very important for everyone across the globe. You know, the silver lawn was, as, as my book says, inexpensive, you know, compared mm-hmm. to all the surgeries. And I noticed that the doctors were not very excited. I mean, here they had a patient who was finally healing, you know, after eight surgeries. And I noticed they seemed a little upset. And I was like, what's going on here, you know? And one doctor came up to me and he said, you know, we don't think it was what you found. And he put the accent on you, on me, you know, mm-hmm. that healed your husband's skin. I said, well, what do you think it was? He said, well, we've been thinking. And he furrowed his brow. And he said, we think, meaning all the doctors, 
that it was the vancomycin, that's the IV antibiotic, the antibiotic yeah. I know, that Tim had been on for at least six weeks. So that's what I said to the doctor. I said, well, he's been on it for like six weeks. And the doctor said, yes, vancomycin is like that. It kicks in. <laughs> so we're gonna, I was oh, stunned. <laughs> well, I am loving this conversation. We're going to take a break right now. We're interviewing Julia Shopik. Um, she is the author of Honest Medicine, Effective, Time-Tested, Inexpensive Treatments for Life-Threatening Diseases. We're loving the conversation. We'll be right back. The world is a grim place. Poverty and disease, hunger and death. This may not be your world, but it is the world for many suffering around the globe every single day. When we hear about people dying of curable and preventable diseases, we might find ourselves saying, someone should do something about that. Who is doing something about that? The answer is Project Hope. For over 50 years, Project Hope has been making hope happen, delivering life-saving medicine and medical supplies, health education, and training to poverty zones around the world. Right now, Project Hope is preventing disease, promoting wellness, saving lives. One child, one family at a time. To volunteer or learn more about all the great work that Project Hope is doing, visit projecthope.org slash makehopehappen. How can Marie Manucheri help you create a better life? Check out her events page and attend a workshop. Working with Marie is a life-changing experience. If you want to find an effective way to make significant improvements in your life, sign up for a class today at energyintuitive.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell played DJs for a day along with Benny Mathers, bringing you music to enjoy at home or in your car. On Saturday, local intuitive consultant Malia Jacobs shares her insights and will be taking your calls. Then enjoy Eileen Grimes, host of Jupiter Rising in the second hour. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007, we are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Outside the box, outside the norm, inside your radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Making our way back from Mars Fifteen, there's still time for you Time to buy and time to And welcome back to the Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. And you can listen to the show. All of our shows are podcasted. We have about 400 plus, almost 500 podcasts available at energyintuitive.com. You can listen to this live on the web. So you can be anywhere in the world. Again, you can do it through the website. Or where, Benny, is the address for KKNW? It's 1151150KKN as in nancyw.com. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yep. So make sure you tell your friends about it. And um, you can actually download some app where um, from iTunes where um, for the podcasting so whenever we do a show it just goes straight to whatever device you have <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by my age that I'm not technically uh, we have know, other people astute. working on oh, that oh I know we I just love it, it. <laughs> we just love that 
And so I'm on the air today talking about honest medicine with author Julia Shopek. And I love this phrase, Julia, that you have in your book, kind of describing how Americans view um, health um, in terms of, you know, not listening to themselves or being curious about what could heal them. And it's called medical hypnotic trance. Yes. Love it. That is the phrase coined by Dr. Bert Berkson. We keep quoting Dr. Yeah. Berkson, and he's a wonderful, wonderful man. But the hypnotic trance, he kind of talks about when we, what, I, what, what happened to me when, <laughs> and my husband, when we heard that my, that my husband had brain cancer, we just went into hypnotic trance. And Dr. Berkson takes it a, a, a lot further than what happened to us, you know, where we just, just don't listen to anything you know, uh, that happens, but we're totally in a trance and we totally just accept what the doctors say. So right. it happens. It does. It happens. And, and it's it's going to be the public that will change eventually the way medicine um, looks at how to heal and then medical schools will eventually get on board. But that could take decades. Um, it could take many, many decades. So And so it's okay that we become informed and we listen and we learn to feel what our body wants, you know, because food is medicine, which is amazing. Um, something you talk about in the keto um, ketogenic oh, diet. Thank you. Yeah, I learned about that, of course, in nursing school because it's something that's good for, it's particularly in pediatric patients. Yes. But it was very, very popular at one time, really well used. Um, however, that disappeared when conventional pharmacology like Dilantin came on board and doctors went away from the diet and started using prescription drugs to control seizure activity. Yeah, it had been used at places like the Mayo Clinic and uh, Johns Hopkins since the 1920s, and it was, in fact, the standard of care until, as you pointed out, Dilantin was uh, invented, I believe, in 1938. I'm not positive. But after that, the race was on for finding yet more anti-seizure medications, and I really believe that the the diet, which is a very high-fat, low-protein, low-carbohydrate diet that puts children, puts adults, too, adults can do it, into a state of ketosis, which then imitates fasting and their seizures. In 67% of cases, their seizures are improved. They right. either go away or are minimized greatly. And they don't and, have to stay on the diet forever. Usually within no, a couple years, they balance no. out. They may, you know, they may need to do a little back and forth or use a little bit of medication. And, and in some cases, absolutely no medication whatsoever. You know, and the sad part about it is that well, the good. Let me talk about the good. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm being too negative. No, you're I don't doing great. You're doing great. But uh, you know, I believe that the diet would have died and and just fallen off the vine, as we say, if a Hollywood producer. Yeah, director, Jim Abrams. You know, yeah. I love him, Jim Abrams. He, he, by the way, he did the funny movie Airplane. Yeah, right. That, that is such a good movie. I loved it. Yeah. And it's considered a classic. Even my <laughs> nephew, who went to uh, NYU, who is now at NYU in the film school, when he heard I knew Jim Abrams, he's like, oh, Julia, can you introduce me? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Jim, I was like, oh, my God. You know? So Jim's but, son, um, baby son, was having multiple seizures, and yes. the medication wasn't touching his seizure no, disorder. And at one point, he was on four or five medications. Yeah. It's really common. One. Doctors will layer, just like... like um, you know, physicians and therapists do for depression. If if someone isn't because we know that antidepressants really don't work very well, they they yep. actually don't work at all because well, I shouldn't say at all. They do for some people, but not the majority. And physicians layer that because it's not working. 
And um, unfortunately, when babies are having seizures, because their brain's still in some sort of development, their cognition is still growing, that it can be disruptive to that and can create damage, which is unfortunate. Oh, just, just awful. Mm-hmm. And the doctors, as you pointed out, you know, just keep layering them and putting on. Anyway, there is a, a link in my book, An Honest Medicine, to a video of little Charlie, who was then one year old. When he was diagnosed with, with epilepsy, he was one year old, and there is a harness on his back. He's just learning to walk, and he literally gives new meaning to the phrase bumping into walls. Because <laughs> yeah. he's so stoned. Right, know? yeah. Right. No, it's just so stoned for them. And this is um, Jim Abrams' son, who eventually, at 20 months of age, he took him to, was it John Hopkins? For- yeah, you know what? Yeah. The story actually, uh, if you don't mind my backtrack no, love a little it. bit, love it. He, what happened was, very interesting, Marie, he went to the library. He says he says it wasn't like in like now. He tells me, he says well, you know where people go to the library or even go online to find treatments. He says I went to the library to try to find out what the heck my family was going to do <laughs> about having a child right. who was never going to get better. Right. All they offered us was more drugs and, and surgery. Even, and, he had yeah, a, a surgery. brain surgery as well. Yeah. Yep. And so what he found there was information about this diet Mm -hmm. that had been, he found studies from the 1920s, 30s, 40s. This was 1994 that he was in the the library. Found studies from every decade up through the 1990s. He brought them, Xeroxed them, brought them to the doctors, and the doctors said, don't do it, it won't work. And Jim said to me, to my everlasting shame, I listened, and I let them do a surgery on little Charlie's brain. Right after the surgery, he started having seizures again. And at that point, Jim said, enough. And he took, his wife Nancy took Charlie to Johns Hopkins, and he was put on the diet. And 48 hours later, his surgery stopped. His surgeries uh, His seizures, yeah. Never to return again. Never, yeah. You know, it's so fascinating because this diet is so effective yet. And, and I know that Mr. Abrams is very involved in making sure that hospitals and the public yep. know about it. They've started um, all kinds of... Uh, something for Charlie Foundation to CharlieFoundation.org and Charlie is spelled C-H-A-R-L-I-E Foundation.org yes and you know to educate physicians and other practitioners so that they can implement this diet back into um, society so that we can use it to heal children through food which you know food is medicine It, it always has been and it's important that we do that. It's, even though we're innovative here in Seattle, I've had numerous um, clients bring me their young children with seizure disorders that have not been cured by conventional medicine, and their doctors are not interested in the diet, which I find yeah. still fascinating, you know, even and, in the 21st century here. Yeah, you know, Jim finds this, and I'm, 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 surpri- I'm not surprised, but even in Seattle, yeah, even you're in telling Seattle. me that the doctors are right. not that interested in right. the diet. Exactly. And Jim is shocked, he, you know. To this day, if you go on charliefoundation.org, you'll find that he lists all the hospitals worldwide mm-hmm. that implement the diet. And it's most of it, is, I have to say, is thanks to Jim. I bet it is. I'm yeah, sure it is. the Charlie Foundation, I mean, he's done so much, including getting his friend Meryl Streep involved. Aww. I know she did the instructional video about the diet. Aww. She then, I know she did a movie called First Do No Harm about the diet. And uh, now he hired a, this was years ago, I don't mean now, he hired a dietitian who goes around the world training uh, hospital personnel on how to implement the diet. Right. She does an interesting thing. 
she said, you know, it's really easier to convince people outside of this country. Right. Where big oh, I pharma bet. Is, yeah. <laughs> big pharma has a stronghold here. Yeah. Pharmacology is, um, because it's such a, a financial giant in our country, that that is one of the leading causes why we don't have alternative is our first defense when it comes to health because it makes more sense you know let's you have someone who has a seizure activity let's start the diet first and see how it works if it doesn't work okay let's do the medication you know that it should be that conventional medicine is unless you know of course we have strep throat or something of that nature and we're going to take our antibiotics right away but it alternative medicine should be the first approach and then if things aren't working we can move into conventional medicine while we're intertwining things that are holistic that support the immune system so, yeah, it's it's a real shame. But thanks to Jim, and thanks to people like Millie Kelly, I ha- I have to give a shout out to her. <laughs> she was the uh, dietitian uh, at Johns Hopkins who was there from forever. The 40s. I've seen a video I with know. her in it when I was in nursing school because she was teaching parents how to measure the food and yeah. and she's just lovely, lovely, kind, compassionate woman, just wonderful. I adore her. She and I are good friends Aww. now. Aww. So she added something to the book about you know about the ketogenic diet. But thanks to Jim and thanks to Millie and thanks to Beth, we are finally, you know, getting to the point where it's it's all over the world. Right. And right. still, doctors are preferred. But you know what? what? Can't blame doctors because it's available to patients, and that's right. why I'm talking. That's right. why I'm going on the radio right. talking to people right. about the diet. Why don't we go ahead, Benny, and we've got callers who've been waiting patiently for a long time, so why don't we see if uh, Julia Chopik can offer some advice, or I can, um, to our callers. Yeah, we'll uh, start with one uh, before probably our next break, and uh, it's Wendy from Asheville, North Carolina. So, Wendy, welcome to the show. Hey, hi, thank you for having me on. Yeah, and how's Asheville? I love that town. It is adorable. Um, Oh, it's great. And this time of year, the leaves are changing. It's gorgeous. Oh, it is a stunning place. So what can we do for you, Wendy? Um, well, actually, it's, I feel like it's kismet that I got into the show today. I was walking with my girlfriend, and she just said, you got to call the show. It'd be great. I don't know who they have on today, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, um, and I've been listening, and, oh, my God, everything that you're saying is exactly like the frustration and struggle that I've been dealing with for the past year and a half, almost two years now, um, I have, I was just recently diagnosed with lupus, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure if that's really what's going on. I also have colitis, mm-hmm. and it's turning into maybe ulcerative colitis, mm-hmm. and then I haven't had a menstrual cycle in like a year and a half, and mm-hmm. all the doctors I go to kind of tell me, well, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and it's just A doesn't equal B or C or, so it's just, they don't know. <laughs> So, Julia, and I'm so sorry, those are a lot of challenging health conditions, not fun whatsoever. I'll talk about the energetic perspective, but, Julie, there's actually, um, and I know there's abbreviation for this lovely LDN. Low-dose naltrexone, absolutely, Marie. That's Uh, great. LDN, as you pointed out. For the immune Uh, system. I think we have something that can help you. Yay. Uh, Yay, good. So, it's so frustrating. Do get my book so that you can read, get get Honest Medicine, because one of the treatments, as Marie just said, is low-dose naltrexone. And what you are talking about, Wendy, is autoimmune diseases. And low-dose naltrexone is, is very, very helpful. The people profiled in Honest Medicine all have multiple sclerosis, but I make it really clear that it works for many, many autoimmune diseases, one of which, by the way, is lupus. The other is ulcerative colitis. 
and uh, I, you know, write to me at JulietHonestMedicine.com, and uh, we're happy to. If, if you're interested, read the book first. She's interested. And, I'm telling you, you should. I can read her energy right now. She's very excited. Uh, yeah. Well, I could too, but you know what? <laughs> I don't want to be bossy. Oh. <laughs> One of my friends who loves me says. You're really bossy, but I love it. Oh, I think bossy's good. I think bossy's great. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, there's it's it actually builds the immune system. As it's an antioxidant. Yeah. You actually, you know what, Marie? It acts. I what I always say. Uh-huh. Low dose naltrexone is indeed a very, very, very low dose of a drug called naltrexone oh, that was proved which is in different. 1984 yeah. for for another purpose entirely. Right. But guess what? At very low doses, it acts. I say more like a supplement mm-hmm. because what other drug do you know that raises endorphin levels? Amazing. I don't know of any. Amazing. So, so when, oh, go yeah. ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so Wendy, when I read your energy, you have, um, you're, you know, you're very intuitive. So I'm hoping that you're listening to your intuition. You're absorbing energy through both the front and the back of your third eye. So, you know, listen to yourself about this. I will tell you the energetic cause of autoimmune disorders is a lack of self-love. So when we look at the... Um, chakra system, the third chakra, which governs the intestines and the stomach, um, which is um, in holistic medicine, the intestinal tract is where the immune system is, where 80% of the immunity is. And so when we're not loving ourselves, we're actually depleting ourselves of energy in the immune system. So falling in love with your, and you know, you're very considerate towards other people. You're very conscientious. You're extremely kind. So what I'd love for you to is turn that energy into yourself and start falling in love with Wendy. Start kissing her and caring about her and adoring her and cherishing her. It's extremely, extremely important. And then lots of probiotics. This is something I would get into little rants with with oncologists when I was a nurse because I was an advocate for patients first and foremost. And Uh probiotics are hugely important for our immune health, particularly the intestinal tract, but it will go anywhere in the body. Um, And we don't eat enough um, foods um, that have things that help with our probiotic um, you know, it, for, to reduce the inflammation in the body. So I think you got a couple things that can help. You are leaking energy from the crown and the root chakra. The root chakra is really hard on healing the body when you're releasing energy. That's going to be about first family issues. So I bet if we look at your family of origin and what your beliefs and how you felt treated during that time period, even though they're nice people, and how you feel about yourself today is, is the energetic core, if you will, of the health issues. Mm. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but mm, like, wow, it's just amazing how hearing that is just so different than what I hear in the doctor's office. Yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, energy medicine is extremely powerful because you know, medicine can change our energy, especially holistic remedies or remedies that help build the immune system. But changing your beliefs and your energy system allows medicine to work better and also allows the body to start healing very, 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 very rapidly. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing some work along with, you know, reading honest medicine and finding things that can help you will get you on the fast track really, really quickly. And that's, I think, also another thing that Julia loves about her book. People can start to feel better immediately. And by the way, Wendy, um, there is a woman uh, on online. You can you can Google her, Darlene Nichols, and she had lupus. Mm-hmm. And they had 
because with low-dose naltrexone, she actually developed myasthenia gravis in addition to the lupus. I'm Lucky sure. Woman, right? <laughs> I'm sure. And low-dose naltrexone has helped her immeasurably. And Aww. when I get around to doing a, a an expanded version of Honest Medicine, we're including Darlene's story Aww. about lupus. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, we wish you the best, and I can already tell you that I can already see you're healing. Um, so I know you're going to turn around, and you're going to feel great. So don't worry. Fall in love with you, read the book, and find alternative treatments that you, from your beautiful third eye that you know, are in your best interest. Okay? Oh, thank you so much. And that was low-dose, what did you say? Low-dose naltrex, N-A-L-T-R-E-X-O-N-E. If you write to me at Juliet Honest Medicine and put in, in the subject line, I heard you on the radio today or something like that, um, I will, you know, ask me about it, and I'll send you some information. Yeah, Julia is very kind and generous, so she'll help you out in every way that you need. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Have it's a great been day. Talking. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Wendy. We're going to take another break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Marie Manucheri, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy and Intuitive.com. Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Magnetize your destiny with Affirm Your Worth cards created by intuitive self-healing author Marie Manucheri. These 50 cards build confidence and self-worth so you may magnetize a life on purpose. Within weeks, most people happily report surprising results. Visit energyintuitive.com to receive this life-changing tool. We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child, Lindsay Paul, as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond, along with her psychic and skeptic, Abraham DeWeese and indigo child, Sarah Ellis. They'll help you sort of new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Chair Show. We're live here in gorgeous Seattle where the clouds are breaking and the sun's coming through. And, you know, I have the next... Uh, after the show, I'm off until Monday, 
And so I'm going to be gardening. In fact, I got a brand new lawnmower. I mean, I, I feel like a man in a way. I <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, I'm all excited about these tools I got. I got a battery I'm operated. I'm super impressed. I just want to know the specs of your lawnmower. There, yeah. I, I, I only know it's a 40 volt vol- voltage. You got electric I did. Oh, with batteries. Good for you. Well, my neighbor across the street has a cord and that just looks a little limited it's to a little, me. It's a little cumbersome. A little clumsy, yeah, yeah. But he's very cute. I see him out there in the evening, like eight o'clock at night, mowing <laughs> with his, you know. Um, electric lawnmower. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I got, yeah, I even got a blower that's battery operated that uses all the same uh-huh, batteries uh-huh, and uh-huh. so i was out even last night the last two nights i'm blowing i'm mowing i'm <laughs> i'm having so much fun. i now have to go get an edger though because i realize now that my garden and then at like midnight like yeah i'm gonna like, be edging. Like, marie okay <laughs> yeah. it's a little late let's not let's not stay out so late and use your, your power tools well you know i'm kind of lucky my um my neighbor to the um I only have one neighbor right next to me because I have a beautiful corner lot. I'm really blessed and then surrounded by trees and protected, you know, stuff. So uh, luckily the houses are kind of big and far away from each other that I don't, yeah, I, I think I can get away with it till about 10 o'clock at night, Benny. I'm going to be trying it. I'm well, going to try don't it. don't scare off your little animal friends. I know. Well, yeah, I want those deer to come in my yeah, yard. You'll Absolutely. Be fine with the Love it. So we're interviewing <laughs> Julia Shopik. She is the author of Honest Medicine, Effective, Time-Tested, Inexpensive Treatments, for life-threatening diseases, although unfortunately, I mean, we're grateful that these are inexpensive, but most of them, or some of them, like the one that we've been talking about, the LDN, for immune disorders, isn't covered by insurance, correct? Uh, It's not covered by insurance, but you happen to have mentioned the one that is the least expensive. Really? Um, Yeah, it can cost about $20 a month. Oh my gosh. Okay, we can afford that. We That's can. beautiful. Wow. And so this um, LDN, we'll, we'll talk about it before we go to our next caller that we're going to try to get in before Julie and I are done with the show today, um, was discovered by a physician. Well, I shouldn't say discovered, but was, you know, really made popular by a physician who was going to treat one of his patients who was dying of liver failure. Well, actually, it's, mm. it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, that was Dr. Bert Berkson, but okay. this is Dr. Bernard Bahari. We Bahari, about the yeah. He, I love right? that name. Yeah, we, we barely oh. talk. Yes, of course. Yes, I'm sorry. And Go what ahead. What happened was very similar story, by okay. the way. A lot of the stories are similar in my book, uh, in Honest Medicine. But what happened is that Dr. Bahari, Dr. Bernard Bahari, was a Harvard-trained uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, oh. neurologist, and he was working with drug addicts in New York City. And at the time that naltrexone in high doses was approved for drug addiction. Right. And it's FDA. really a chemotherapeutic agent. I mean, yep. really, if you put it in, you know, because, uh, of course, patients came into the hospital and we transfused this for them often, but, but in high doses, in not high in the doses, low dose. Exactly. Right. And mm-hmm. it was supposed to be that it would stop the craving for the uh Oh, the, interesting. Uh, I'm sure it did not work for that. But you know what? <laughs> it did, but it was in such high doses that people would go crazy. Wow. You know, he said it was just toxic, but in very low doses. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rushing the story sure, because please I know do. we're running out of time. Yeah. He found at 3 milligrams and then 4.5, he found that it modulated the immune system. That means it made it act correctly, and it raised endorphin levels, and it, was, it worked for things like MS multiple sclerosis, lupus, and all sorts of autoimmune diseases, Crohn's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, and it's just a wonderful treatment, and Dr. Bahari was a wonderful doctor, and uh, he died a few years ago, much too early. Oh, I love his name, Bahari. It's gorgeous, beautiful. So we're going to go quick to the phone lines, because we have Mary from Snohomish, so she's here in Washington, and you have a question, Mary, about infertility, is that correct? 
so much for doing that we really 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 appreciate it and tons of kisses to you so what can we do for you since you're spreading beautiful information to their patients which can literally save their life you know as they're listening to their options and their choices if they're paying attention to their insides and what their body's feeling they're going to be you know if they learn to do that well or encouraged to do so they're going to be attracted to what would be the best answer for them so what can we do for you um, so my husband and I have been uh, struggling to start a family for about the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had two losses, and I've tried, you know, acupuncture, supplements, herbs, clean diet, yoga, just very clean living. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't been successful. So we've just recently decided to go in the direction of IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, we found a reproductive endocrinologist that we are um, working with out of state. And he himself has been through uh, infertility struggles with his wife, so he has a, a lot of empathy. And um, I'm just wondering if you guys can offer any advice for me or just give me a general reading to help us be successful. Well, well yeah, go I, ahead. I, go, please go ahead, Julia. Yeah. Okay. We were just, Mary, we were just talking, Marie and I, about low-dose naltrexone for autoimmune diseases. There is a doctor that I want you to, if you write to me at julietonestmedicine.com, I can send you a link to a YouTube video of Dr. Phil Boyle in Galway, uh, Ireland. And Dr. Boyle has been using low-dose naltrexone with excellent results for infertility for several years now. And as a matter of fact, um, I was telling Marie that sometimes, you know, the the people who are calling in are like speaking to uh, things that I've been researching recently. I was recently quoted in a book about infertility. Wow. And uh, I, in order to give a good quote, I, of course, called Dr. Boyle in Ireland and uh, learned a lot about his working with people with infertility with low-dose naltrexone. I urge you to get my book, Honest Medicine. I hope it doesn't sound like too much of a plug, but it will give you the background (laughs) on low-dose naltrexone. And uh, there's a lot to learn about it through Dr. Phil Boyle, right. and uh, write to me at Juliet Honest Medicine. I'll send you some information about about Dr. Boyle. He's amazing. Well, and it makes sense that if this drug, you know, is helping people with autoimmune disorders, because infertility is also related to when we don't know the cause or what's going on, there's something going on with the immune system, right, yep. where the body isn't functioning at the way that it is meant to, in this case, in order to get pregnant and give birth to a ha- healthy, happy child. When I read your energy, I'm Mary, and you're extremely, extremely kind, by the way. You're a very, very sensitive um, person um, energetically when I look at you. And one of the things that you do is that you you don't absorb a lot of energy. You actually have fear about other people. Would you say that this is true? Um, I, I do sometimes, you know, especially working in the acute care setting, um, I don't want to, I'm careful, I don't want to take on their energy, but yeah. I just want to give them positive energy, yeah. but I feel like I'm so sensitive, sometimes I do. 
Well, I, I, I think sensitivity is gorgeous, but what's happening is when we're afraid that we're going to take on someone's energy, we contract our fields and we close down our own energy system trying to prevent something from coming in. And what happened to me years ago uh, when I was t- started doing energy medicine, I worked for an osteopath, and one of our patients was a teacher at the Barbara Brenham he- School of Healing, and I would work on her, and she would actually give me some pointers and and I'm very clairvoyant so I could see her energy her stagnant energy leaving her body and of course I contracted my fields right away not even knowing exactly what I was doing I mean I I kind of knew but not exactly and she opened up her eyes and s- sat up because of course she's clairvoyant too and she goes let it move past you it can't hurt you don't close down your energy system so that's what I'm telling you to do because you don't have enough energy in your body to support certain things happening. I'm not going to just say a baby because, you know, it's complicated, more complicated than that. But you, your energy is so depleted that you're not allowing yourself to expand. So imagine your fields getting as huge as 13 city blocks and tell yourself that you're safe. You're safe, safe, safe. And we're running out of time. That's why Benny is so politely playing the music. So I want to thank you, Julia, for coming on the show. I've loved every moment of it. And we and want I as well. Aww. And we want everyone to run out and get honest medicine and we'll have you back on the show. Thank you, Julia. Have a great thank day. Thank you too. I really loved it, Marie. Oh, really. thank you. And joyful blessings to everyone who's listening. Sorry we couldn't get to all of our callers. And we thank you so much for calling in and sharing your very private, beautiful stories with us. I want to remind you you're helping everyone else who's not calling in. Have a gorgeous day. Bye bye. 